0: Om Sahana Bhavatu, Sahana Obhunaktu, Sahaviryan Karvavahai, Tejasvinavadhi Tamastumavidvishavahai, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti, om purna Puranamidam purna midam purnaat purna mudachchate purnasya om shanteshanteshanti shruti smruti purananam aalayam Namami Bhagavad Padam Shankaram lūka Shankaram Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam bādarāyaṇaṁ Sutra Vashya Kruta Vande Bhagavanta Upanapunaha Ishvaro Murti Vehita Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyaptadehaya Namah Sri Harim Paramanandam Vyapakam sarvalokanam, karanam tamnam amyam, aparokshanu मोक्षसिद्धये Sad nena, Sad so in the concluding section now, the teacher is, with all the kindness and compassion that they have, even though the whole discourse basically is complete, and still there is an emphasis on what should we doing. So I mean, what should we do now? This question arises, we have attended the classes, we have listened, what should we do now? So teacher feels it necessary to tell us what we should do. And Brought, out, brought before us one basic fact. Bhav vrtyai bhautvam Understand that as the mind so the man as your mind so you are. Bhav if you maintain all the time the thoughts of samsara that that's what you are. Shunya if you don't do anything so, At least this fellow is active. Rajogana. So, when there is rajogana, then you keep on thinking about all things in the world and what to do, what not to do, etc. When there is tamogana, then there is Jadata, there is inertness, slothfulness. If that's what you allow to happen, then that's what you'll become. And let there be satvikta in the mind. Brahma vrittiaya punatvam. So vrutya Brahman, that I am Brahman, because course that can be maintained only when the mind is sattvic. So all the time try to do that. The tamas may come in your mind, try to drive them away. And try to bring in this vrutya, I am Brahman. So mind may have a tendency to think about all the worldly stuff, bring it back. So, Purnatma Abhyaset. Abhyasa means practice. So repeat, reminding yourself, you are Brahman. That you are Purna. Even if that doesn't mean anything, doesn't matter. Suppose I, I don't feel Brahmatva, don't worry. I don't feel Purnatva, I don't feel wholeness. When I repeat the word, doesn't matter. That even still, let the mind repeat that. Even that also would help the mind. That is why they ask us to repeat the name of I, Bhagavan. Name of the Lord. Ram, 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 Ram. Whatever name? At least that shows our commitment. That in our opinion, that name is the most important thing to me. When I tell Rama, it may not do anything to me. It's possible. And still, I keep on like Valmiki, like that, that robber did, bend it. Said Narada said "Repeat, Rama." He says, "Mara, mara, 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 mara." That did not mean anything to him. After a number of years, when again the sage is passing by and he is looking for this fellow, where is he? He doesn't find. Then he hears, in a very, you know, very feeble sound, "Rama, mara, mara." It's coming from, you know, from the earth. So Valmiki sat there and kept on repeating such that there was a whole, uh, what do you call it, anthill uh, got built up around him. So from anthill, Ram, Ram, he became that. So idea is that by repeating, repeating, slowly the mind also goes with the word. The idea is that in fact the word has to create the meaning in the mind, the only word is meaningful. So ideally when we say I am Brahman, then it should mean I am Brahman. Suppose it does not. Don't worry. Still rather than doing something else, repeat this. I am Brahman. So this can be called meditation, you know. Meaning, in meditation you visualize something. Visualize I am Brahman. I am Brahman. I am Brahman. (coughs) So that is at least much better than doing anything else so let the mind not engage in any unnecessary activity and engage the mind into this, which is the most important thing. idanim Brahmaim vrittim stotum. So the teacher has now prescribed, enjoined, Abhyased. Those who know the Sanskrit know that this is what? This is a command. May one repeat this. May one maintain this. This is called vidhi. Do this. Now whenever they ask us to do something, they should tell us, why should we do that? Whenever we are told to do something, first question is, what is in it for me? Therefore, whenever they enjoin something that may you repeat that you are Brahman, this should tell us the advantage of doing it and discern the disadvantage of not doing it. Both the things should be told. So, first of all, so, Brahma may vrittiam You know to extol this thought of Brahman, which the teacher is enjoying upon us in order to praise that. First, tadvritti tyagaparan the teacher first condemns those who ignore this, who don't do it. So those who do not engage their mind in the contemplation on Brahman, thinking of Brahman, even listening, Shravanam, Mananam, these, all of this included. When Shravanam, listening also, there is, Brahman is the content of all the teaching. Mananam, reflection, so all of that is somehow you can engage your mind one way or the other. You may be listening to that, as I said, you can read, you can write, you can transcribe. Something or the other <coughs> one can take up. Because perhaps doing one thing may not be, you know, mind may not be, may not cooperate with us. So give the mind variety, but then of all the activities that we do, this focus is on Brahman. So obviously that's what one should do. Those who don't do that, then they are here nindati so condemning so stuti and ninda in the mimamsa this stuti and ninda are called Arthavada. so whenever you ask somebody to do something it is customary to praise the outcome of what we are telling you when a salesman comes to sell you something naturally praises his product and also condemns the, the, the competition both the things there are. so that the idea that this is a thing gets planted in your mind so here also the teacher first condemns meaning that what you are missing when you don't do this and then the advantage of doing it you know to support so generally when we ask somebody to do something we know that nobody wants to do anything Unless there is an advantage, personal advantage. So we just tell them what the personal benefit is. We also tell them what the loss is. That's when a person is motivated. So motivate him to do something. This is a style that even Vedas also apply, you know, adopt, which we adopt in our day-to-day life, for our children, for example, you know. So next verse is, ये Vruttim Brahma Khyam, param. Brahma khyam param. Titu Vrthayva Titu Vrthayva Jeevante, Pasubischa Samanarad. Surinigit Vrthayva जीवन्ति that seems a better reading as far as the meter is concerned. <coughs> so, anyway, so, this text says, Tetu Vrthaya Jivanti, our book says, Vrthaya Tetu Jivanti, same thing. Yehi, enam brahmakhyam, pavanim param brahmakhyam, vrutim jihati. Those who give up. Yehi jihati. Those who give up. What? Enam Brahma Aksham Vruttim. This Vritti of the nature of the thought of Brahman. What is it? Pavaram Pavarim. So supremely purifying, Powering purifying. Param powering. Meaning that this thought itself is most purifying. The thought that I am Brahman, you are Brahman, what is this Brahman itself is most purifying. So in what way is it purifying? What is impurity? Basic impurity in our life is ignorance. And all these notions created from, are caused by ignorance. So giving reality to my sense of limitation, jivatvam, giving reality to reality, this is all ignorance. And that is impure because that is the cause of all our suffering. So what is it that will release us from all the suffering is becoming free from the wrong habits of thinking and judging and concluding and branding to to undo all that wrong habits that we have cultivated because of ignorance. So only way the wrong habit can go is by creating a right habit. In as much as the wrong habit of taking myself to be Jeeva, etc. Giving reality to duality, in as much as that is causing all fear and all grief in me, which is impurity. Basic impurity is unhappiness or sadness or grief is unhappiness. That the cause of that is ignorance. So ignorance also is called impurity. So this, I am Brahman. What is this Brahman? That is born of knowledge. And knowledge dispels ignorance. It may take its own time. But as I said, even if little you do, the little thing it does. Therefore, more you do, more it does. In any case, this assertion that I am Brahman, which is conducive of revealing my true nature, removes ignorance and the suffering from ignorance and brings me close to and makes me one with my true nature which is ananda. So there is nothing more pure. Ananda is the purest thing in the world. And this is one that gives that ananda for this is most purifying. That other purifies also. If you take it deep in Ganges, then also get purified. There are many purifiers in the world. Even fire also is purified. Even repeating God's name is all purified. But this one is the most purifying. Param. So this is the Param powering. This is the most purifying one. So that's how this vritti or this whole practice is praised here. That Look, this is most purifying. Then, Ye jahadi. Those people who give up, discard this, meaning not undertake this. It's not a matter of giving up. Those who don't, and particularly, having listened to the scriptures, and having made expression, then one gives up. That is the worst. So, vritti jahadi. Those who give up this vritti, meaning those who give up assertion of reality, what is vrati is is nothing but asserting the root, truth, asserting the reality about ourselves and reality about everything. If you do not assert reality, that means that you are living only in unreality. Teetu vrativa jivanti. They are living in vain. In fact, worse than that, Pashu Samanaraha. They are human beings only in form. In reality, they are no different from beasts or animals. That's all they are. You know, that's, a, you know, that's a very big thing to say. So That is very hurtful, but that's what it is. Because as human beings, we alone are privileged to learn. Human mind can learn this. Human mind has the capacity to learn and grow. Other minds cannot learn, they can learn only what is required for their sustenance. Ahara Nidra Bayamaitan. So where to get their food that they learn. How to protect themselves they learn. How to procreate, they learn. Okay. Beyond that, they do not learn because there is no at all, there is no ever. And even a thought that life can be different from what it is. Animals. Their mind is not evolved enough to think of anything other than food and etc. Whereas human mind is a highly evolved mind. Human mind also needs food and stuff like that. But then his intellect is on the topmost place. Animals have their mind only in the alignment with their stomach and their sense organs. So their mind only goes in sustaining them, gratifying their stomach and sense organs. Human being also wants to gratify, but his head is highest. So it is meant for something else, to achieve the highest. So when there is possible of achieving highest, and when you simply squander that, that possibility, what more abuse can you do than that, you see? It is the opportunity cost they talk about in business. When you have a million dollars and you can get 15% of return, then you invest in 3%, No, and then you, so I got 3%, but you lost 12%. So opportunity cost of human beings, what, moksha is a possibility. And then you squander away your time in living all this worldly life, So what's the difference between these human beings and animals? They also spend the time in ahara, byamityu, maithuna, etc. And that's what this fellow does. They They are nothing but they are similar to animals in the human form. So the word says, the animals are lucky that this fellow does not eat grass. Otherwise he would not allow, you know, nothing would be left for the animals. So, they were that otherwise not different from animals. <coughs> so, they simply squander away their life. That's all it is. Meaning, this is the only way that human being, this is called living for human being. So, Swami, what is living? Living is learning and growing. So, after all the discussion, is living meant for death? Is living meant for heaven? He says, no, no. Living is meant for? Learning and growing. This is learning. What is Brahman? I am Brahman. And growing. Making that a reality in our life. So that is really living for a human being. And this potential is there. I and mean, when we don't use that potential, that means that we are squandering a great opportunity. So, those who don't do this are condemned. And those who do it are praised now. The saintly people who on the other hand practice the brahma the I am Brahman. Stavti, the teacher, praises them. <coughs> so it means you criticize the one who doesn't, so you want to enjoin something. you praise those who are following it and you criticize those who are not following. So this was now praises the people who follow this birthday. Te vaisat purusha dhanyad. dhanyad. Vandyaste bhuvanatraye. Ye vrittim vijananti. That, that's an interesting thing. Eh? Vrittim vijananti. Those who know this vritti. It's not vritti. Vritti itself is of the nature of knowledge. The idea is those who know Brahman, those who gain the true nature, the knowledge of the true nature of the self, that's called Vijayananti, those who know, from Shravanam Mananam, and do not feel content merely by knowing, Nyatvapi Vardayantie. Vardayanti meaning that those who develop it, make it, make it more and more fun. So in the beginning, what is the passing thought I am Brahman? I see that fact. But then there are so many thoughts that this thought will be wiped out. And there were a little spark is created. But then you must add fuel in in a proper manner. And so slowly, the spark becomes a flame and then becomes fire. So train the spark. Protect the spark. So it doesn't get extinguished. And encourage the spark with the kind of fuel which will slowly and slowly make it grow. As it grows you can add fuel. You can't dump the whole thing because spark will get extinguished. Meaning that the spark is something very tender. Protect it from getting extinguished and slowly make it grow by giving a little bit of fuel. Similarly, this knowledge of, spark of knowledge, it must be protected, must be protected from a bad company. So, what also they say is that you must satsanga, you must have the good company also. Jana Janasamsadi, Lord Krishna says that you should have disinterest in associating people who, are, who can distract you. That means you must have a specific interest in associating people who are like-minded and therefore who will encourage you, who will make it, you know, more fun. If you have doubts, and those who can help you clearing the doubts. So even good company also is important, continuing listening is important, meditating is important. Jñātva avi Having gained the knowledge, Whatever knowledge we have, Varadhyanti, to make that knowledge grow and firm. Growth means to make it more and more real for us. Varadhyanti, they develop it by constantly being associated with it in whatever way we can. Either through listening, reflection, through study, through teaching, through meditation through writing, through reading, etc. etc. Any anyway, you can apply. And all these things can be done. To keep the mind focused upon this, so that as the vritti, so the mind. So more this vritti, this thought, this knowledge thought, more and more is entertained, more and more the mind slowly becomes that. Nyatvabhi vardhiyantiye First of all, you know itself is a big thing. Having known, then those who make that knowledge more and more clear, more and more firm, more and more abiding, Te Vaisat Purushaha So they are called Sat Purusha. So they are the saintly people, virtuous people. Meaning they are really following, Satpurusha the one who follows path of Dharma. But this is the real Dharma of the human being. So Bhagavad Gita is Dharma Shastra. Is the true dharma of the human being? Then dharma in terms of values etc. is a trial also we have to because it is conducive to ultimately practicing this dharma. Main dharma is to own up what we are because of ignorance there is a habitual disowning up; therefore, an effortful owning up. That's the dharma. Teve sat purusha that indeed. Dear, good people, sadhava, or saintly people, Danyaha, they are most, dhanyaya most fortunate, <coughs> they are most blessed. danya means one who is wealthy. But here the wealth is of this nature. They really blessed people. Vandyasthi bhonatre. In all the three words, these are people who are they are the people who are worth being prostrated. I mean, they are always respected in the whole three worlds. These people gain respect in all the worlds. Not only heaven, in the earth. In intermediate world, heaven, because these people are not anywhere. They are unique people. Even devatas also, they recognize the, the uniqueness and the greatness of these people. So, they become vandya They become... Respectable. Vandanam means salutation. So they are saluted by everybody, they are revered by everywhere. <clears throat> so this is giving you an incentive. This is what you will get, you know. So everybody wants to become respected. This person would not want. Once you gain the knowledge, you don't care. But then, when you're the. So before when you begin, then, then the result must be told in a manner that you can appreciate, you know. So right now there is value of the worldly achievements. So that, okay, you'll become one day. You'll gain respect everywhere, fame and name everywhere. <coughs> you can get infamous also. This is real fame, you know, you get. So then, what do we achieve? What's the outcome of this? What's the, the result, reward that you get? The next verse tells us that. Yesham Ruttis Samavan Samavruddha Paripakvachasapunaham Te Vaisad Brahma Tam Prabhthaha Ne Tare Yesam vritti, by vritti we should understand knowledge. Yesam vritti, hi sama So one who is maintained those vritti, the same thought is maintained. Vriddha, that means it is, it is, it is made more, and more mature and more, and more abiding. Yesam vritti, sama vriddha. Paripakvachasapunah. It is more and more mature. So first by Shravanam and by Maranam you gain the clarity in the knowledge. By Nidhityasaram you make that knowledge more and more real, more and more abiding, assimilation of the knowledge. So what we know we should practice. The idea is that should not be confined merely or should not be contented merely by knowing because unless it becomes a blessing to you that knowledge of no use so bhakwa, that knowledge should be in, made slowly a reality in the beginning I have to remind myself I am Brahman wait a minute who is talking I'm Brahman is talking who is behaving like this remind yourself what am I going to do what am I about to do does it behoove of me who am I not this jiva I am not a helpless helpless creature I am Brahman so keep reminding in that way also, that will completely change, you know, the way we conduct ourselves. I must live in my dignity. And that way I have dignified the way of conducting ourselves. So slowly this should become the way of life. Thinking, talking, behaving. All of this should be aligned with this. But right now everything is misaligned. Aligned to ignorance. So, with effort, we have to align it with this knowledge. So, paripakva, let it be assimilated. So, try to live this. Assimilate this. <coughs> and, of course, nidhiyasana is the, the meditation. is, Of course, is the most excellent of assimilating. So, when you do that, tevaishat brahmatam praptaha, Brahmatam, the state of being Brahman. Sat-brahmatam, Brahman that is Sat or the truth of the reality or existence. Teve, Sat-brahmatam praptaha. They attain the state of Brahman which is of the nature of existence. Satyam, Gyanam, Anandam. They attain the state of being Brahman. What is Brahman? Sat. So the Sat is Ananda. In fact, they attain the state of being satchidananda. Not attain, they own up. Because, Brahma Yasan Brahma Apyadi, one who is already Brahman, attains Brahman. It's not attaining, it is owning up. How do you own up? By giving up the ignorance. So, ignorance has to be given up with great effort. Because ignorance and wrong thinking, all of these have become so much rooted in our personality, at all the levels. It will be rooted out from everywhere, from the behavior, from the thought, from the values, etc. And so that way, Te Sat Brahmadam, and this process ultimately leads to attainment of state of being Brahman, meaning that they become Brahman. They abide in knowledge, of Brahman of their own true self at the same time gives a little punch you know to other fellows because both Stuti and Ninda praising the people who follow this and condemning you don't not the fellows just those simply talk about it so talking about is not enough doing is required so talking and doing says so one ounce of practice is greater than one ton of knowledge they say you know one ounce of practice is better than one ton of knowledge but most people uh, they seem to be content with just knowing uh-huh. so here those people are really condemned so they when you know and still don't do, you know that, you know, Satya jayate Satya, truth alone wins, the falsehood does not win. Wonderful. Shabda He can also uh, give a great lecture on what is Satya. How truth alone wins and then, you know, not the falsehood, etc. But he doesn't practice it, you know. So, Shabda So, people who merely talk about it, means those and just talk about it all right but then do not follow up the talk. Daku Shabdavadina. So this, people like to discuss, talk about things, you know. All debates are there about Brahman, and this, that. And sometimes people use these words also loosely, you know. Hey Brahman, how are you, etc., you know. That's the worst thing to do. We cannot bring down this to that kind of a mundane level. The sanctity must be maintained. The reverence must be maintained. But Shabdavadina, those who enjoy talking about it and be content with that. He says, no. They are not respectable. For the people who live that, who assimilate that, become that. <clears throat> so the Shabdavadina. Those fellows who engage in all kinds of discussions and debates, etc., and then prove this point and that point. So oh, which is good, but next. They are here to next verse. Kushala Brahma Vartayam Vritti Hina Suraghinah Tepyajnana Nityanunam Usala Brahma Vartayam. Very adept in discussion on Brahma. So Vivek Sudam is Vagvekari, Shabda Jari, Shastra vyakhyana kaushalam Kausalam Vagvekari, loud speech. Shabda jari. Iq flow of words, I mean that words are just flowing like a river, Shabda Jari. Jaree means flow. Shower of words. So loud speech and shower of words. Shastra Vyakhyana Kausharam and was skilled in expounding the scriptures. And people become satisfied with that. He says, no. He says, this is all right. Vedushyam, Vedushyam, Vidushyam, Tadvat. So this kind of scholarship on the part of scholars is good for the livelihood. Bhukta hai natu mukta hai. This can add them livelihood all right. But bhukta hai, for bhoga, for the worldly pleasures, natu mukta hai, that speech of simply repeating the words does not in any way result in mukti. <coughs> Our Swami used to quote this, bharasyavai natu chandanasya. It's like a donkey carrying the load of, you know, sandalwood. Donkey is carrying a load of it. Doesn't know what it is carrying. So, so the fellow is carrying a load of Vedas and all the scriptures, which are sandalwood. But then he is no benefit of that. Just says donkey is no benefit of this. The fragrance of sandalwood. All so this fellow is no benefit of what he is talking. Not much different from a donkey. All of these things are used. In fact. Uh, in fact, we we studied all of this, went through in uh, Jivan Mukti Viveka. Where different kinds of Vasanas are there, the Shastra vasana, That people, uh, now what is next to uh, this text? That uh, so when you talk them now, uh, that's always, you know, uh, you know, what next? So they only want variety also, and they want uh, you know. It, don't keep on going on. They come on, let us go to get away, get over with it, let's start with something new. So, in this also, people want variety and things like that. <coughs> All of these fellows, so what, the, I don't remember the name of the sage, who, the, you know, who was just kept on repeating one after the other and repeating the Veda. And he was told this Bharat Shawai, Nadu Chandharat hey, you are useless, what are you doing? In the whole court, this fellow is openly condemned. You are only carrying a burden which is this is all burden to you, it has no benefit to you. So Kushala, Brahma Varthayam, Vruttihina. So these all words are there, but the thoughts are not there. So words should also result into thought. That is the connection we have to make. The Kanta Shuddhi, the purity of mind, does this. Normally, when we use these words, they register in the meaning of our mind. For the word to register the meaning, we require preparation for that meaningfulness. So as far as worldly words are concerned, we require preparation in terms of the language, in terms of grammar. In terms of familiarity with worldly things, then if somebody says "part," then I know what it is. Cloth, then I know what it is. So with the kind of training that we are upbringing that we have, the words denoting worldly things, they are able to create a meaning in our mind. Otherwise there can be no communication. But when the word Brahman is used, doesn't do anything. So these words do not create meaning. Brahma, I say that. It, it doesn't create the meaning. You follow? So words have to, that I have to prepare my mind for the words are words. For them to create meaning in my mind, I have to make my mind mature. That's called purification of mind. That's called viveka, vairagya, samadhi, shatka, sampatti. This is what one has to do. Constantly practice Shama, Dhamma, Uparama, Tidiksha. All this should not remain simply in definitions. This should become a way of our life. That constantly we are trying to make our mind tranquil by removing ragadvesha, by bhavana Not allow any kind of a negative impulse to stay in our mind. Right away it is neutralized. Dama, life of self-control. No indulgence. Uparama. And thus the inwardness of the mind, titiksha, forbearance, endurance, Shaddha, all of these, we have to keep on practicing. That's how the mind becomes, purer and purer. Purer the mind becomes, more meaningful these words become. So a mind in which this word creates meaning, that's called knowledge. And then you practice it meaningly, repeat that. Then it becomes more and more firm. <coughs> But they don't do that. They are not bothered to create that knowledge, meaning the words they are using. But the, the knowledge doesn't, doesn't take place. Cognition doesn't take place. Why? What prevents them from doing this? Because A lot of attachment for worldly pleasures and worldly achievements has not gone from them. Same thing continues. So, formerly also he wanted to be famous, he wanted to be this, that and what not, and then also he continues to sell the same stuff. Same values, same comforts, same wealth, same fame, same suragi. Ragi means attached. Suragi means very well attached. It is therefore the attachment for the worldly things and, and accomplishments, that becomes an obstacle to this person gaining the knowledge. So these words also are used for worldly things, when he is talking about these things, because primary attachment is to worldly things, therefore, even when he gives all these Vyakshana etc., he is also for only worldly things. Through that Vyakkhyanam also expect some kind of accomplishment, some recognition, this, then, what, so it all goes into, so that result he gets, but not what he should get. Sura tip ajna one because <laughs> the they remain ignorant, meaning that simply talking about them doesn't make us enlightened. ajna Noonam, Nunam, <laughs> there is no question, no doubt at all, they keep on going round and round in the cycle of birth and death. So, yata, what is it? Gata kama kama, gati Going and coming. From here to heaven, heaven to back, or here to this, some place and back. Meaning that they cannot become free from the cycle of becoming, cycle of birth and death. Or whatever samsara they cannot become free. (coughs) Yatayavam tasmaat brahmanishthai, brahmurteva sarvadas tatavyamidhi. Brahmanishthai, those who are devoted to becoming Brahman, those who are devoted to gaining moksha, brahmurteva sthatavyam, that they must only abide. Or they must live a life where Brahmavritti, or retaining this knowledge in the mind, is the most important thing. Is suchaidam to suggest this? So now they give you an example of some role models. As Lord Krishna says, that Siddhim Janaka Lord Krishna is making a point before Arjuna. Arjuna, you must perform your duty, perform karma. He wants to give up the karma, give up the duty. So you tell him argument, sometimes still people don't get convinced. You tell them, you know what other people did? You know who King Janaka was? Yes, 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 he was a Kshatriya king, Arjuna also. So therefore, King Janaka holds a high esteem in his mind. You know what he did? through karma alone he attained perfection. Oh, then I will do it. So, therefore, you point out the examples of those who are role models, icons, role models. Well known in the society, well known in the history. So, Brahmadena Udhaharamah. The author next gives us the Udaharanam, the illustration of Brahma and others, how they live. So the mother tells the child, you know how he does, See, look at your elder brother, look at this, you know, look at your cousin, what are you doing, look at him. So here also we are to look at them, how they live their life. So Udaharanam. illustration is given here to suggesting what they are doing and what we should do. <coughs> so the next verse is, Nimesha Natishtande. Natishthandi Nimesha Brahma vruttim vina nishem nimeshadam natishtanti Nimesh means an instant. Nimeshadam half an instant. I mean, so even half an instant they do not let go. Without what? Vruttim brahma vina. Brahma maim vina. Without the thought of Brahman. Without the mind. Focused in this thought that I am Brahman. That even one half a moment they do not let this thought go. Even half a moment they do not let this thought go. <laughs> Who are they? Brahmacho. Yathatyashtani Brahmadya Sanakadya Sukadeh. The most revered sages are mentioned here. Brahma the Creator, Sanakadi, those four children you know, four young ascetics, sanandana Sanadana, Nasanat Kumara. They are just only five year old. Meaning they never grow in the body. They are very ancient. They are the first ones who were born, you know, in the creation, so they must be. But then they always remain. And they are always, you know, how children are. I don't think they even wear clothes or anything. That's how they are. Sanat Kumaras. But then great sages. and in fact Sanat Kumar is the teacher of Sage Narada also in in, in Chandogya Upanishad. So Sanakadhya Shukade oh, Shuka, is of course is known most well known as the narrator of Srimad Bhagavatam. And as Avadhuta, as the one who was totally Unaware of his body, unaware of the world also, always absorbed in, in Brahman. So, Sanaka Adhyaha Yatha Yata Brahmadhyaha. So, this Sanaka and others, they are, they are in fact sons of Brahma. Brahma is the creator, and this Sanaka, these four brothers, Sanaka Sanandana, they are the Manasaputra. Meaning they are not born by this mundane process of the union of man and woman. They are born of the very mind of Brahma. Means they are pure. Immaculate birth you can call it. You know, so, Sanakadhyaya. So, there, Brahma is their father also and the teacher also. Shukadhyaya. Shuka and so, Shukadhyaya. Then, the teachers and shuka is a disciple. He is a teacher, others are a disciple. So by this sampradaya So by stating these names of these great sages in this order is Sampradaya. A succession also is suggested here as to how from Guru to the Shishya and Shishya to Prashishya. Meaning how the disciples were following their Gurus. How Sanaka and others followed what Brahmaji did how Sukadevji followed what Sanaka did and others follow what they did? Etena Brahma, meaning who are the people? If these people, they completely dedicate themselves in maintaining this thought flow that I am Brahman, they do that. Then where are? what are we? Meaning that the most revered people do that. If... This is so valuable to them. Then what to talk of its value to us? If all, this is why they are mentioned. To, to convey the, the preciousness of Bhagavad Gita. Mahatma Gandhi always you know, read it and he thought it was more. So he is our role model and he revered Bhagavad Gita. So it becomes reverential to us so these are all great sages highly you know held in high esteem by everybody when they dedicated devoted themselves completely in maintaining the thought flow of An Brahman then it must be worth doing so see this is entertained this is maintained by none other than Brahma and Sanakadhi and Shukade, Shukadevji. That means that this is the most exalted yoga. So the teacher calls it Raja Yoga. This particular yoga of knowledge, Jnana Yoga in fact, is called Raja Yoga because it is the royal path. A royal path is always the straightforward path and easiest path. Other paths are very difficult. The path of yoga, that conventional yoga, it's very tough. And all the other things, upasana, payasana, is difficult. This is Rajapath. Rajapath means what? A royal way. And so this is called Raj Yoga. So it is it is king among the yogas, also practiced by those royal people. Meaning it is a royal path. It is most exalted because it has been practiced by the most exalted people. Sarvada niyayati therefore the aspirants must constantly also practice this. So there is suggestion. So nothing is told here. This is a description. Just as mother would say, you know what your uncle does? You know your cousin? She doesn't know what you should do. But you know what he does? You know un- your uncle has two cars, do you know? Yeah. He went to school. And I should go to you know, the thing is, so that is how we are pointing out who are the people. The, when they are martyrs, those people who are held in high esteem, when they do that, then of course we should do that. Only you can become like them. It is dvanitam. So this is suggested, you know, this is also, by the way, indicated here, that this is most precious or most exalted yoga. Because practiced by most exalted people. It brings out the most result and result. And that's why everybody should do. Aspirant should do. Tadevam, Swavimatam, Sangam, rajyogam Abhidaya. See, this is a style. When you describe something, the description becomes complete only when you tell how to do and what are the our result. So, sasa sadhana phalam. How to practice it, that should, you should tell. What is phalam? What is the reward? So, everything about the yoga has been told. What we should do and what is the reward of doing that? That means that topic is a topic becomes complete when you expound all the aspects of it. So, what is it? How to do it? What's the result of doing? What do you lose it by not doing? So then, it is completely communicated and impressed upon the listener. So that way, all those aspects have been now told by the teacher about Raja Yoga. Then comes back here again, just totally out of, because the teacher still gives the final, parting instruction. So, mother has already given you one hour lecture when you are going and then say, no, Don't forget your water pot. A no, 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 couple of things are being told again. Important things will be told. Take care of your ticket, okay? So you are very forgetful. Keep it with you. So, how a couple of important things are told is parting instruction. So, again the teacher comes back. Puro upakranta sangh <laughs> vedanta vicharam upasamharati. The whole thing began with, it, with what? Vedanta Vichara. See we were told as early as what was it? So in the verse 10 we were told Ukta yuktena vichara purushena kartavya. So once you are equipped with the preparation of the mind Viveka Vaira then what should you do? Then Vichara vichara must be done, inquiry must be done. So all these vichara has been done and everything is told. But again, here the teacher again in brief tells that vichara. See in the Bhagavad Gita also Lord Krishna does the same thing. Having told the whole Bhagavad Gita, so all right, I'll tell you in brief again. In two verses, but Manava in the 18th chapter, 65 and 66 Sarvatarwana. So this is what Ithidegnana Kyadam Gushyat Gushya Tarammaya Vimus Shaytan Seshana Ya Shay Dakuru. Saimam Param So this Gushyya again I will tell you. So you must reflect upon what I have said, ta said, and do what is appropriate. But you have said hundreds of words, how do I reflect? Okay, I'll tell you in two verses. So that you can reflect. Look at the commitment teachers have. The only thing in their heart is the well-being of the student. So here also, what is all said in hundred were so many verses, again teacher summarizes. So sankhya vedan vicharam, the vichara, because why knowledge can only take place by vichara, by no other means there were that vedanta vichara is also now concluded here in the five verses in five verses the teacher again restates the vichara that was stated in 100 verses so up to verse 101 what is said again is summarized in five verses <clears throat> so that you remember the most important out of this what's the take home thing so take home, thing is being told in the five verses. Kārye karanataya yāta Kāraṇe nahi kāryata Kāraṇatvam tato gacched Kārya bhāve vichārata Kāraṇatvam tato So it's called vichara. As you said, vichara is what? A process of thinking that leads to knowledge. A process of investigation that leads to understanding or knowledge of what you want, what is that you want to know. So vichara when you perform vichara, this mode of investigation, this mode of thinking. What is karye, karanata ayata? Karye is effect. And Karan is the cause. And so the part of the effect and clay is the cause. All the parts have oh There is one more here at least. So Karanata Ayata. Ayata is what? Then it comes. It flows. It follows. years. <throat> Karye, karnata, the effect, the cause always inheres in the effect. The material cause is inherent in the effect. Material cause is clay. Effect is part. So material cause, namely clay, inheres in the effect. Is inherent nature of the part. So material cause always flows into the effect. Karye, so karnata vikare in effect such as a part, such as cloth, this These words also very you know, I mean not dear to Vedanta, but always used by Ghatapata Gata means a part, Pata means a cloth. Both of these are Karya both of the effect. So what's the cause of this part? Brat. What's the cause of the cloth? Tantu. Tantu means the thread or the yarn. Sukh ayata. Dev anugata. Meaning that the cause always inheres in the effect. Just as the clay, which is the cause of the part, inheres in the part. Just as the cotton, which is the cause of the cloth, inheres. Because the effect cannot exist without the material cause. Because the effect does not enjoy an independent existence. The in effect enjoys existence because of the material cause. When the part is really isness goes to clay. Since the part effect doesn't have an independent existence, therefore it depends upon the cause for its existence. Sattasfurti. Therefore, the cause always inheres flows into the effect. Cause is material cause. But the other way, is it true? It says, no. Karane nahi karyata. How about so, the the clayness is always in the pot. But is potness in the clay also? Is it the other way around? So this is a very interesting equation. B is equal to A, but A is not equal to B. B is pot, A is clay, B is equal to clay, Mm -hmm. pot is clay, Clay is not part. This, this is the equation of non-duality. Between what? Between clay and part. How to communicate non-duality of the cause and effect? The effect never stands separate from the cause. The effect is because the cause is. But cause is because cause is. Meaning one is independent, other is dependent. One is satyam, other is mitya. Mm. One is substratum, other is superimposition. And mithya never counts as second. When you count gold, all ornaments are automatically counted. When satyam is counted, mithya is included. You are standing in the middle of the road, sometimes because the street lies there are eight shadows, you know, going in different directions. When you count me, all those fellows are automatically, already counted. <coughs> Very important. Therefore, kāratmam tato gacche Therefore, what you should do? From kārya, you should go to kāraṇam. What you experience is Karim effect. So, from effect, you must always go to cause. Because cause is the reality of the effect, you follow? Klee is the reality of a part. So, when you come to part, don't stay with the part. Don't say, this is, this is real. From kārya, you must go to kāraṇam. For the part, you must go to the clay. Therefore, you must go to kairanam. Then what will happen? Clay is what? The cause. Part is the effect. So, from the part, because part always displays the clay, therefore, it is possible to go from effect to the cause. From effect to the cause, you don't have to do much. All you need to do is to shift your attention from the name and form to the content. Because cause is always content of the effect. What is effect? Content or cause plus name and form. satyam plus Mithya. So they have to appreciate the cause in this part. Going is not someplace traveling. Simply shifting attention from the name and form to the clay. So then formally you had pot and clay both in your mind because the sort of part cannot be the sort of clay. The sort of part cannot be without the sort of clay. So now what you should do? Shift your attention from the name and form to the content. So what remains in your mind? Clay. Now is this clay because with reference to part clay is called cause with reference to clay what is clay from standpoint of part the clay is called the cause from standpoint of clay is it called cause clay is cause only with reference to part or effect A thing is called cause only with reference to effect. When part is not, then only clay remains in your consciousness. Then the causality also goes away. Understand this. There's no in no causality in clay. The causality in clay was in fact superimposed by us from the standpoint of the part. But without the reference of part, what is clay? Just clay. Not the cause. In the knowledge of clay, see in the knowledge of part, the effectness also is there along with the part. I we think of the clay from stand apart, then the clay and the causeness also goes. Causeness also accompanies the clay when clay is thought from the stand down part. But when clay is thought independent of the clay, then what is it? There's no karanata. The causality also is mitya. Cause means what? What is, when you say clay is a cause, clay is not the cause. Clay is cause only from the standpoint of the pot. By itself, is not even the cause. So, just as the pot, the karyam is mithya, so causality also is mithya, you know. The causality of clay also is mithya because clay is, doesn't have ca- causeness. Its causeness only was relative with reference to effect. Without the reference to effect, clay is just clay, not the cause. That's important. So when you know the clay, the idea of cause is not there. So there were karya bhavik sukkaratum tato chet karya So when you do vichara about the clay, then you realize that the clay. Is even devoid of the attribute of causality. Clay is without attribute. That's an example. Then what should you do? This is only clay and pot. So look at this world now. What is the world name and form? But where the effect, name and form is, cause must be there. What is the cause? In any object, there is name and form. What is the cause? Asti-bhati-priyam. Because the effect cannot exist without the cause. The original cause is Brahman, which is Asti-bhati-priyam. So Brahman comes with this. Sort of. Meaning that when, just as when you appreciate the part, we we perforce appreciate the clay. Because without appreciating clay, you cannot appreciate the part. Similarly also when you appreciate the world, you are automatically appreciating asthibhati priyam. Because without being aware of asthibhati priyam, you can't be aware of the world. Without being aware of the clay, you cannot be aware of the part. Without being aware of asthibhati priyam, you cannot be aware of the name and form. So what should you do? In this name and form, what is the cause? Asthibhati priyam. So therefore, dismiss the name and form. It is mitya. Let it go. The name and form may be indifferent to them because they are mitya. Satchidan and Satpara now focus attention on Satchidan Asti Bhadipriyam. That's the real nature of this. But there is no causality in Asti Bhadipriyam. Meaning it's nirvishesha. And therefore, Paramatada, Aka, Brahmana Karanadapinahi. Therefore, Brahman is not even the cause of the creation. We call Brahman the cause from the standpoint of creation, which is effect. From the standpoint of Brahman, there is no causality also. If Brahman is cause, it Savishesham. So being cause also is an attribute. So if Brahman remains cause, then it is with attribute. But when you, when the, without reference to effect, Jagat, Brahman is Brahman, there is no cause effectness at all. And so that is how you come to know the truth about the cause. <coughs> so then what happens? The next verse tells you <laughs> Adashuddham Bhaved bha Vastu. Yadviva Chama Gocharam. Drashtavyam rudghate Naiva then what happens thus with the help of name and form you are able you use the name and form to shift your attention into astibhadi priyam and realize that astibhadi prem is very pure, it is not even the cause. So what is asthibhadi? Shuddham vastu. The real vastu. The real substance. The real truth is what? asti And shuddham, ever pure, meaning that even devoid of the idea of cause and effect. Kaya <coughs> bhara When this notion of cause and effect is given up, so when you are ta- when you, when you perceive effect, the notion of cause remains. When you shift your attention, the beginning, perhaps the notion of cause may remain even in asti pream. But then remember, remind, make yourself see, asti bhaadi pream is not even cause, it's just pure vastu. vastu, <laughs> that cannot be described in words. You know why? Because we say, when does the equation become complete? There is Asti Bhadi Priyam here, in this name and form. But where is it? Who is it? That is Asmi Bhami priya. So then, one further attention is shifted. First attention is shifted from name and form to Asti Bhadi Priyam asti doesn't have the objectivity it is not an object, it is a very subject. So who is asti bhadi? I am asti bhadi prim, subject. But subject also does not remain when there is no object. So I-ness also goes away. You follow? Even to say, I am asti bhadi that I also is a limiting concept, that also goes away. Because I is there only with reference to the you, or the object. If I indicate subject, the subject is only with reference to object. When object is not there, the subjectness and the I goes away. Normally, I stands in contrast to you. I am Brahman. Now, that I cannot afford to exclude you. That I, Brahman is all-inclusive. So, I also should become all-inclusive. Meaning that in I, the subjectness also is not there. What is it? This objectless, subjectless, awareness. Manu vachama gocharam is not a meaning of a word now. Vachyartha, meaning, this cannot be the literal meaning of any word. Even word Brahman also doesn't mean Brahman. The word, the vachyartha, or literal meaning, no word is in fact sufficient or capable of really describing Brahman or any truth. Even what satya also doesn't describe satyam, only indicates. Meaning that every word can only yield the knowledge by lakshyarsa, by the implied meaning and not by vachyarsa. So when it says that manu gocharam, that which is beyond the reach of words and thought, it means that the words and thoughts, the vachyasa, what you understand, leads to laksha, leads to yourself. Then there is no word needed, no thought also needed. the see the self, again and again. Take any object, name and form, astribhadipriyam. Be indifferent to name and form, Astibhadipriyam then the eyeness also is not there what is this pure vastu brahman so this is what punaf punaha again and again you do so here the teacher gives us a clue teacher gives us a simple method of how to contemplate upon the reality of life how to contemplate upon brahman how to contemplate on brahman there is a self simple from a pot. That's why Vedandins never give a part. Because with this part they can do everything. They can do the magic. They can teach Brahman with the help of this part. Therefore, Again and again see astibhadipriam. Again and again see the nirvishesham. then qualified truth. And if you need, use the dhishthanta of pot and clay. The help the understand the illustration, again bring your mind from the illustration, bring your mind to the truth, Brahman. Goes away, again bring it back. Goes away, again bring it back. Puna, Puna. So that's the reason why I say maintain the vritti How do you maintain? Some method must be told. Here is a method. How you can create, bring the vrutti in your mind. But you get start again. Get start again. Punafpunah, again and again, with the help of the simple illustration of pot and clay, come to that which is nirvishesham, which divides devoid of the idea of cause and effect. Devoid of you and I, subject and object, the stand the share. <coughs> so, this is called vichara. said, so by vichara you gain the knowledge. So again, the vichada is summarized here. Okay, we'll continue. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadha Purname Vavashishyade Om Shanti Shanti Shanti, Shanti shankaram shankaracharyam, kesavam badarayanam, sutra bhashya krutau vande bhagavantau punah ishvaro gurur aatme murti bheda vibhagine vyomavad vyaptadehaaya namah Om, shan, deshan, deshan, dehi, hari, om, shi, guru, pio, hari, om.